Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hour three of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, also the big Zamboni with us. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. Um, This is alarming news. Michael Bolton revealed that he was recently diagnosed with a brain tumor. And so he's going to be taking a break from touring to recover from surgery. Uh, He shared on social media on Friday. uh, First off, he wished everybody a happy and healthy new year. And he said... I want to share that 2023 ended up presenting me with some very unexpected challenges. Before the holidays, it was discovered that I had a brain tumor, which required immediate surgery. And then he thanked his medical team, said the surgery was a success. And now he's, um, you know, recuperating at home and surrounded by the support and the love of his family. Mm. But he is taking a temporary break. Um you know, and then he went on to say it's the hardest thing to disappoint fans. But, yeah, I think your fans are going to understand. And he said, thanks for all the love and support you've generously shown me through the years. I'm keeping your positive messages in my heart and I'll give you updates as I can. And that's all we really know right now is uh, that he's, you know, had a brain tumor. Don't know anything, whether or not it was benign or anything like right. that. So... Let me ask you a question, Donna. You didn't go to med school, but you've watched episodes of ER. Sure, Grey's Anatomy. Big fan. If someone has a brain tumor, are they awake for that? I don't think necessarily. Is it any brain operation? No, I think there are certain things that are like so close to uh, an area of the brain that controls certain things, which is why sometimes they choose to keep the patient awake. And then because then they're like, okay, move your fingers. Cause we're getting, cl- you know, like, especially Lord, if there's a tumor that's pressing up against some, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to upset that area and then leave somebody disabled. So hmm. I think it depends. Okay. Thank you for asking. Thank you, Donna. Um, we have a little bit of sound now. Oh, we do. From Jonathan Majors. Yes. The famed Marvel actor who at this time last year was beginning what seemed like would be a meteoric Upswing. ascent. Yes, yes. He was positioned to be Kang in the new Avengers era within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
He had just come off of a great performance in Creed Three, opposite Michael B. Jordan. Right. And then he was uh, convicted in a domestic violence trial. And sort of surprising news on Friday, we found out he was going to be sitting down and doing an interview on Good Morning America. And so uh, we haven't listened to this yet, uh, but we'll play, you know, a, a minute, two or three of it. Uh, this okay. is a six minute clip, uh, but we'll play a little bit. Here is uh, Jonathan Majors. We're hearing from him for the first time. Something about sitting here right now and, and, and looking at you and understanding the gravity of the situation. Um a situation that I, in many ways, you know, put myself in. The actors, and now he's asked what, uh, why this is the time he is uh, deciding to talk for the first time since uh, the allegations came out. Okay. I felt like it was time. Um, a lot has happened <laughs> um, in my personal life, in my career, um, in the culture. It's about responsibility and coming forward and being brave and, and giving my my part of the story. Your reaction to that verdict? Shock. Mm. I was uh I was absolutely shocked and um afraid. And I'm standing there and the verdict comes down. I say, how 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 is how is that possible? based off the evidence, based off the prosecution's evidence, let alone our evidence. How is that possible? But after only... Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, the he was found guilty of certain things, but not with the intent to harm or something to that effect. I should know what I'm before I say it. I know. That's okay. We're, cl- we're clumsy. But, we're, we're listening. But, but you know, there were... There were there were things that they let him off the hook from because, you know, it wasn't necessarily with intent going in there to harm this person. There was an altercation, you know, there was an argument. And then she tried to get out of the car and he was like, wait a second, you know. So the, the, I think it's a very complicated story um, with, that has a lot of layers you know, it's not just, you know, black and white. Yeah. What no, happened? No doubt. I mean, sort of surprising to hear him say his response to that verdict. I didn't, I didn't, if you had, if I had to guess what he was going to say, I didn't think he was going to say shock, you know, uh, but clearly he is not on board with that verdict, does right. not see himself as the wrong door. We're just going to kind of cold jump ahead a little bit further in the interview uh, where we get a little more back and forth. Let's listen. An attempt to? No, it's not playing here. Hold on a second. Uh, I did. I didn't send him the most legitimate link of this. <laughs> it was the first <laughs> link that I saw. I'm not surprised. So it's not even through like GMA or ABC News's Twitter. Um, who question, especially in the black community, as you're probably well aware, that the people were saying, well, why was he telling this woman to be like Greta Scott King and, and Michelle Obama? It was me trying to give an analogy of of what it is I'm aspiring to be. You know, these great men, Martin, President Obama, um, and trying to give a reference point to that. One of the things I also say is, like, I need her, and I I guess Grace, to make the same sacrifices that I am making. In a statement to ABC News, an attorney for Jabari said... 
You keep playing it. Let me hear it. It is not at all surprising that Mr. Majors continues to take no accountability for his actions, adding the timing oh of these new statements demonstrates a clear lack of remorse for his actions. Do you feel you're not responsible for her injuries at all? I shouldn't have been in the car. I shouldn't have stepped out of the relationship. I shouldn't have been in the relationship. If I'm not in the car, none of this is happening. If I leave the relationship, none of this is happening. If I'm man enough or brave enough to say, I want to see somebody else, or I'm, I'm done now, I'm not in that car. We're not here. I'm responsible for those things. But none of her injuries. Can't say that. None of her injuries. Okay, so I I believe what had happened was she grabbed his phone and he had texted. He was texting with another woman. And that's when they were in this, I don't know, Uber or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then either he tried to get out of the car or she did. And she was chasing him and... You know, he was like, just leave me alone. Um, it, it's it's very complicated. It's it, And then there was audio of him saying those things about, you need to be more like these people. Right. You know, that we look up to. We need to make a difference. And that's what they're talking about there. But, I mean, as far as the actual physical part of it, I, I have no idea. Yeah. And, he, no and, idea. and, yeah, clearly he is not owning up to that. And it was good. Which might be a problem he when he's... a couple of times on that. That's the right way to question yeah. that. But interesting. Anyway, that was Jonathan Majors. Uh, that just came down. Thanks for letting us kind of clumsily go through that. Uh, I was on GMA this morning. And so, uh, yeah, I'm sure yeah, maybe will we'll, yeah, more to come as for we move forward. Sure. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I want to do this. Okay. Uh, after the break, there is a list of predictions that were made about 2024 in 1924. Stop what it. would life look like? <laughs> Stop it. There are a couple great ones on this list. Boy, would people from 1924 be surprised when we smile. Mm-hmm. I'll explain that when we come back. Hey, it is Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You know, I talk about Crescent Tide all the time because uh, my mom is a client. She's still around, but she prepaid, pre-planned for a simple cremation. But I do love it when I hear from other people who have used the services of Crescent Tide and they tell me good things about Lisa and Verlin and their team. You know, it is a small family-owned business right here in St. Paul, Minnesota, where simple cremations start at just $1,000. And those are customizable. You can add on simple things like a visitation or have a fancier urn, but they're not going to try to trick you into anything. A co-worker of mine told me right before the Christmas break that there was a death in their family and things were not going well with the cremation service that they chose. She decided to say, hey, time out. Let's call Crescent Tide. Guess what? Lisa and Verlin and their team made everything much better and at an amazing price. Simple cremation started just a thousand dollars crescenttide.com welcome back donna and steve on my talk 1071 where talk is fun and we're study buddies studies have shown that studies medic- have shown that the microbial several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies several scientific studies have shown and here with their findings are study buddies the perfect nerd couple donna and steve hey everyone hey steve oh, it's good to be with you donna thanks for being there <laughs> Here. That's funny. Um, 
That's funny. The ways you can get leverage with people in conversations, just say something slightly wrong. <laughs> it's kind of like if you are talking to someone and you just stare at their forehead, they won't notice immediately, but after a while, you will have asserted absolute dominion in that conversation. That's right. We should do that in negotiations more with the brass around Why here. don't we? Yeah. Damn it. Any hurt? Anyway. There are a list of production... Uh, wow, I'll do it again, this time correctly. Uh-huh. There are a list of predictions that people made in 1924 that the internet found from various different places. <laughs> and I'm going to take you on a little walk. This is from the USA Today. A uh, little walk through them. I said, boy, people back then would be surprised when they see us smile today. <laughs> Why do you think I would say that? I don't know. Who do you think the I just read. Was? I already read it. Daughter! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mike, have you read it? I haven't yet. It's no. very funny. They had a prediction that <laughs> no one would have teeth. Oh, wow. A nationally syndicated advice columnist okay. thought that America's eating habits could drastically change our looks. This person said back in 1924, will we have any teeth at all? Will there be any color on our face except paint? Will the men have any height to speak of? Or will they be all girth? <laughs> they thought <laughs> They thought that our eating habits would get to the point where we didn't even need them. Terrible diets. We don't even have the teeth anymore. I will say they're not too far off because there's a lot of fake teeth out there yes, or veneers right yes you've got men wearing makeup yes right like yeah. they're they're not right on but they're in the right direction really i don't know about the girth thing <laughs> will the men have any height to speak of or will they be all girth that is priceless. Here's another prediction about us in 2024 made from people alive in 1924. They thought horses would go extinct. Never. A professor at USC predicted horses would be an endangered species. Why? I... Think back to 1924 life. Okay, okay. They thought that horses would be an endangered species because of the invention of the automobile. Rendering horses, oh. as they used them back then, useless. Quote, in another hundred years, you may find horses in zoos. I'm sure you will not find them anywhere else. Interesting. <laughs> Meanwhile, I mean. Yeah, horses all over the place. We've got, like, competitive horse riding, you know, using them as sport. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. for sports. I don't we Horse racing. We don't know that we don't. We don't here. But why if they know that a horse, like if they're going to put a horse down because it broke its leg, tread carefully, my friends. Right. Why do we not eat that horse meat? I don't know the Meanwhile, it's used for racing. Then there's lots of medications and lots of different injections and things that they use. So I can't imagine that'd be good meat. Plus it's so lean. I mean. You think it's, yeah, maybe the leanness would just be well, really tough. Like, well, if you smack a horse on their ass, holy crap. <laughs> that thing, like a nice, like, like the same way that you tap topsoil a bag of it at Home Depot, just because the, the universe it. demands it. Same thing. You're yeah, standing, yeah, you yeah. stand near a horse's butt for five minutes. I guarantee at some point you're going to open palm that thing. 
Horse meat, I hate to break it to you, is yes. commonly eaten in many countries in Europe, Europe, and Asia. Asia. It is not a generally available food in some speaking English-speaking countries like the UK, South Africa, Austra- Australia, Ireland, U.S. Don't ask me. If I had a horse burger right here, would you take a bite? Never. No. Even before you were pre-diabetic, or is this a pre-diabetic choice? This is has nothing to do with that. Meanwhile, the cows are like, oh, I'm sorry, you all feel very precious about these horses if you don't want to eat? You serve us up all sorts of ways. Uh, there, I am reading a story about, I'm not going to say the name of the fast food chain, Okay, but apparently their ground beef is among the four new products found by the UK's food standards agency to contain more than 1% horse meat. What does it rhyme with? Mm. <sighs> There's only three locations in Britain, I guess. Uh, I'm not going to say. I don't want to say what it rhymes with. Okay. I just okay. can't. Uh, they also predicted working from home in a book called Wireless Possibilities back in 1924. Wow, that's good. A guy basically predicted the internet. He said we'd be doing most things remotely and it'd be great if you hate cities. He said, quote, what a help to the man who objects to a large city. Why could he not conduct his business from his house in comfort? So, boom, check. That's a good one. Uh, they predicted that 75 would seem young. A British politician predicted life expectancy would be at least 100 years old. Wow. And we'd still feel fairly young at 75. Uh, I'm going to put you down for a caps lock wrong on that one. I'm 40, and every time I sit down now, I go, Ugh. every time I get up, like, here we go. Maybe you need collagen. I am about to start taking collagen. Good. Powder form? Powder form. Okay. You, I looked at collagen at Costco. You get the most expensive collagen that is available at Costco. I do. You buy a lot. Buy a lot. Well, that can only mean it's better. Bring it, Mike. Oh, I also got a supplement for my um, prostate. Thank you for asking. Oh, good. What's wrong with it? Well, you guys tell me that I pee so much and you should get your prostate checked. You should get your prostate checked. Mm. You probably have a tiny bladder. That happens. Overactive. Don't call it tiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's big and manly. Yeah, it's super it's big manly bladder. It works all day. Hmm. Uh, let's see. They thought there would be um, that women would be in charge and men would be raising the kids by 2024. In a letter to the New York Daily News, a guy said women will occupy all the highest positions and men will just do physical labor or stay home to, quote, wait on the babies or mind the pets. There's been yeah. a, a change in that. I wouldn't say it's a wholesale no. change, but there, there's been there's a trend. A trend. Yeah. Um, they said there'd be a limit to the number of kids you could have. A Department of Agriculture official predicted we wouldn't have enough food to go around. So births would have to be limited in some manner by 2024. But Donna, sometimes when the mood is right and things get going, you can't help but have a kid. That came out creepy. <laughs> Can we go back to horse meat? Okay. Wow. Uh, and they said everyone would be flying to work. A real estate mogul in 1924 in New York said that the airplane was still in its infancy, but eventually we'd all be using them. Quote, it'll be the everyday occurrence for the businessman to fly from home to office and back home again. That was a swing and a miss. I like it, though. That would be the death of humanity. 
Okay. If flying cars ever start to exist, they will. It ends. We all die. No wow, roads. Now we're just flying away, well, no, we'll flying have the around. Roads too, but we have the option of flying. How do you see that scenario not ending in mass death? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure everything else out. <laughs> do we, though? I don't know. Hey, we'll be back. Don and I are going to clap for the next four minutes. See you soon. <laughs> hey, it's Rocco. Maybe you're like me. Maybe you overindulged a little bit at the holiday season. You want to get back on track. You want to be looking your best, feeling your best. Do what I did. Check out MNFatLoss.com. They have some time-tested methods that literally over thousands of clients, including myself, have helped to break the weight loss code. I know you're hearing these days about these fads and these drugs. We don't know what the side effects are. It sounds like another yo-yo situation to me. Here's the deal that I had with MNFatLoss.com. I started their program back in March. I dropped about 25-30 pounds in just about two months. I am about 10 months into this. I am still right there where I was when I lost all that weight. I didn't yo-yo. I didn't have any weird side effects. I ate foods I actually liked. Check out the doctor and his team at MNFatLoss.com. You can get a free consultation. Go to MNFatLoss.com. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. What do you want? Hold on, Mike. Say Say words. I, it's hard to navigate in here with all of the confetti laying all around, celebrating that huge win for Donna. Is that confetti you. getting in the way? Is oh, that the problem really you guys are having? Balloons, there's confetti. During there's commercial break, it's holy awesome. line of dignitaries who showed up. <laughs> the prime minister. I got the key for the city. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. That was awesome. Um, what a thing. That was great. Way to go, Donna. Thanks a lot, guys. What made it even better was you weren't even totally sure that you won. I know. And right after, I felt like I was a, an investigator talking to someone who had just involved, been involved in a fender bender. There was a lot of shock. Wasn't getting any real clear takes on anything. You, know, you had sort of that deer in headlights look. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Oh, okay. Uh, listen, um, we've got listeners who have been playing. Anne got six out of seven. Roseanne got a clean sweep. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Oh, great. It's a fun guys. game to play at home. It's a great game. We have great games on this show. Uh, our thanks to DJ Rock Lobster and the Big Zamboni for entertaining us with those. Absolutely. Um, I want to, I want to give uh, a quick shout out to my daughter goes to, uh, She's in middle school right now. And, you know, there are things that people say about middle school. Often, and for any of you parents who have middle schoolers or high schoolers or elementary kids who will soon be matriculating into middle school, especially in that case, you hear just a lot of stuff about middle school and you're like, boy, they, you hear enough rumors and you're dreading it and you're like, what? The kids are doing that yes, there? And I know. You feel like you really break through. The cocoon that is elementary school. Sure. Oh, and, cocoon. And cocoon. And you're worried about how is your child going to be treated? What is the environment going to be like? Are people going to be nice to each other? Blah, blah, blah. So middle school comes with all sorts of, it seems, innate challenges just when you're dealing with 11 through 14-year-olds. Right. You know? Right. Um, all of that to say, on Friday night, we went to a middle school talent show for the middle school that my daughter goes to. There were probably 
maybe 25 different acts. Oh, wow. That's awesome. These kids had to audition. They had to audition for the, for the talent show. It was overseen by an instructor at their school, uh, a beloved instructor at their school, but it was largely student-run. So the mics are being set up by students. The stagehands are students. Great. Uh, all of the performers are students. The MCs are students. Anyway. That's cute. So my daughter was involved in a couple of songs. Um, and so, we, you know, you're excited. And as a parent, it's funny. You're both excited and nervous for your child anytime they get up and do something on stage in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You feel to some extent in sports as well. But on stage, especially if they're the only person doing something on stage, there's just this vulnerability and you just are like hoping everybody and reacts you're nervous well. nervous for her. You you're know, you're kind of her. taking on that huh. nervous energy. That is, that is parenthood 101. It's right. taking on what you think maybe some of their feelings might be in yes. that moment. But... Though I'm not going to mention the specific school where she goes. I just, I'm out in the Chaska Chain area. I just want to shout out all of these middle school students that were there, the performers for their bravery to go out there, to try something, to work at something, and then to perform. That was wonderful. But the best part of the night was far and away, the atmosphere in that room despite all the negative things you hear about middle school, was one of the warmest rooms I've ever seen performers perform in. Meaning, every single student who performed got a major ovation. Oh my God, Cheers awesome. of support when they came out on stage, in the middle of their song or Aww. their piano thing. We had all sorts of different talents. Everybody got like unending, relentless Support That's And there awesome. were multiple adults and parents who were really taken by, you know, all the things we hear. And look, my daughter comes home and some days it's awesome stories about middle school and other days it's like, frick, dude, middle school. For all those things you hear, this was so overwhelmingly positive. And I just thought kudos to those kids for just going in and... You get some that are really strong performers, right. some that are a wor- more of a work in progress. That's that's not what merits the applause. What people were applauding for, it seemed, and maybe I'm being a, a bit optimistic in my memory of this, was that kids got out there and that they did it. And it yeah. was like, look, yeah. no matter how this goes for you, you're doing it. Yes. And we are supporting you that you're doing it. And they said it was Shoot. like the best turnout that they've had. And I just thought, way to go middle school students for cheering each other on and it just was a wonderful wonderful awesome how uh now was this like a competition or just you know kind of a showcase kind of thing just a showcase okay yeah no awards given out um okay and there were you know even if there was a time where anyone struggled you saw supportive students cheering them on and helping like you got this you got this it was it was really cool. Love it was that. great to be a part of. Good. Yeah. Aw, and Eddie was happy with her performance. Yes, and... yes. She was she was Good. very happy and just really enjoyed the moment. You hey. know, you could sense mid song. She's like, Oh, she's getting, you know, hoots and hollers yeah. from her friends. And that kind of energizes oh. you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was okay, great. great to be a part of. Sounds like go, a everybody. good weekend. Yeah. All right, should we find out what the soup is? Yeah, let's go oh, from optimistic to soup after. Krabby. It's a soup. Krabby Brian. Let's find out what time he goes to sleep at night. Oh, that's a good question, because I know he has another job. 
This guy's a hard worker. He's a hard worker. He really is. Don't tell him we said so, though. We got to keep up the bit, you know. Should we do a house at hanging? We haven't done that. Oh, maybe that may. No, because he's going to say something inappropriate. It's (laughs) just going to get weird. All right, bye. Yeah. Cafeteria's Brian. Hey, Big B. Hey, Brian. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Really good. good. Really good. Brian, question real quick. Uh, What time do you typically go to bed at night? Uh, It depends. Probably 10. Oh, that's good. And the alarm goes off when? 4.30. Nikes. Wow, that's rough. And then what time do you get home? From? The whole day. Um, Depends. Monday, Thursday, Friday, I get home. Those days I won't go to bed typically till about 11. Nikes. So this is the day you do the double shift is today. Yep. Oh, man. Wow, that's uh, hey, hey! You sound pretty chipper for someone who's got a yeah. The day is put in a long in day. A whole another shift after this one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Wow. All right. Um, what is your soup du jour? It is a beef stroganoff. Oh wow! Oh, I bet Steve's gonna get some. Yes. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Huh? Beef stroganoff. Yeah. I, yeah. I just started making a soup and it came together, and I'm like, uh, yeah, this is this is it. I love that. That's what's beautiful about the soup menu. This man does not map out a 30 day vision board. He gets there. <laughs> he's like ratatouille. He yes. gets there, and then he's like, what are my ingredients? Boom! I'll make this. It's yeah. great. Yeah. That's so awesome. a guy knows what he's doing. All right, we have to go. Okay. Yeah, why do you keep bothering us? Yeah, we're in the middle of a show right now. We have a very short day that we have to get to. Yeah, Yeah. honestly, done. (laughs) We have to figure out what we're going to do for the next 10 hours. He's already gone. Okay, bye. Oh, my God. Big thank you to our house band. Oh, yeah, they're great, aren't they? They come in right when they're supposed to. We don't even have to say anything or cue them. They do live music for all of our endorsements as well. And you could catch them Friday night. At Timbo's Diner in Anoka. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Dang it, I could have done better. You that could've, was yeah, dumb. yeah, it's fine. It's no. fine. You, they can't all be slam dunks. You're right. It's a three-hour show. Speaking of, Bradley and Dawn are next.